Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. podcast has begun welcome all to the one and only podcast stradio lab in a world where there is only one podcast who this wants it, it? <laughs> in a world with but one podcast will you hit play do you know what i was thinking sam what? i was reading this book a couple of um weeks ago and it was talking about how the movie children of men is a really good depiction of like the kind of apocalypse that we should anticipate, like in a late capitalist society, because what happens is you basically get like an apocalyptic world existing at the same time as a normal world. Do you know? So it's like everything is falling apart, but you can get something delivered on Amazon. Sure. Like, it's sure, not sure. like everything is completely destroyed. And then we all, there's just like abandoned warehouses with like mutant rats it's like that's what's so evil about it is that like um truly like you can get like a rest you know you can go on caviar app and get uh you know birds of a feather let's say a restaurant i recently got delivery from and then you can and then you can all and then but at the same time you know uh there is fascism widespread Sure, sure. I mean, I can feel that right now. That yeah, is and the only and so I mentioned it because I was I was like that <laughs> with like our podcast being the last podcast available. It's like we'll still be podcasting. No, as, as the world ending. No, and we will have no idea. 
that were that part of it sucks yeah i don't like it it's like when i started this podcast like when i started this podcast yeah, my podcast yeah it was the world was such a good good place no one and had you know, any I've, complaints I've saying, let's go back to normal <laughs> i'm of course talking february 2020 the yes. good old days the good old days god. oh my god do you remember february no oh my god it was incredible uh, yeah i actually think well, back on february with a, not a, there was not a bad day in february well yes i mean you do have that very famous part of one of our early episodes which has now been sampled in many pop songs where you talk about how you think bernie is going to win and uh and and we're and you say we're not going to go back to normal because normal was already bad we're going to have a new normal and it's going to be good and also chromatica is going to be good and, and in you fact, know only one of those things came true <laughs> yeah only one of those things came true chromatica is good but i would also argue that i was half right and that there would be a new normal i just didn't know the new normal would actually be much worse than normal normal yeah and yeah, i mean it's true it's true so i actually I was, was about to make a very right yeah no i guess you were a hundred percent right ultimately <laughs> okay so i don't know if our listeners can tell but we had talked before this, and we said we're going to attempt to be more mellow this episode. Do we I feel think we're doing a pretty mellow? Good job. I don't I, think. I think. I. I. I, 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 I just. I, okay. If I can, I don't okay. think. We're, I, I, if I can talk, I just don't feel like. Okay, wait. I can be mellow. Okay. Yeah. Mellow podcast starts now. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Sup. Sup. Wait. Sup. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Where do you think how do you, where do you think Mix Emma is right now? Huh. You know they have uh moved home at this point. I agree. And I you know the thing with Mix Emma is I really feel like Mix Emma is one of those people who talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk. Yeah, they're still they're they're reposting other people's pictures from the uh trans Black Lives Matter march as if they're still know? in Brooklyn. Yeah. And do you want to know something else about Mixema? I bet you they posted eight can't wait. Oh no. I think so. You know, the the eight can't wait campaign, uh-huh. the the lifespan of that was incredible. It just they should just release an down. eight can't wait campaign for abolishing podcasts. <laughs> the eight can't wait, it was yeah, I mean, I'm sure someone said it. It was Fire Festival. It was It really was. We were all there. We all bought in, and then we were all wrong. Well, <sighs> this is not chill either, George. No, we can't. We can't be chill. No, it's it's weird because when we start, when we try to be mellow, we immediately are like, okay, I guess we'll talk about the most serious possible thing in the world. And that's but not that's, what we do. Because that's the only way we can not be absolutely psychotic and stupid <laughs> is if we try to be serious. But what if we were to talk about the same stupid things we always talk about, but just in a more mellow tone? Okay, okay. Let's do that right now. Okay. Ready? Mellow podcast where we're talking about a normal thing starts now. Okay. Sup, George. Sup. I just got. I just had a bon me, and it was so good. Yummers. Yeah. Um, Wait, I also, I am not really a bubble tea uh, drinker, mostly because of the dairy, but I... There was a credit card limit, and I, in fact, also got a bubble tea. And I have to say, it was really delicious. Yum. 
Yeah. Um, that made me think of that song that's like, I'm a joker, I'm a toker, but I would change the last line to be, I'm a bubble tea drinker. Oh my God. What are we doing? We're trying to be chill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Let's switch back to manic and psychotic. Okay, wait, no. What if we bring in our guest? Is that crazy? Oh, that's genius. Okay, is that actually like the smartest thing I've said so far? I think it's up there. I mean, you okay, said a lot cool. of smart stuff, like that whole yeah. children of men thing well, sounded I, really right. Relevant. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I did read that in a book that I didn't write. Oh, and I meant to riff on that actually, and I wanted to say, um, yeah. Okay, they're writing books about movies. Now I've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> books about movies, podcasts about straight things things you know movies about books adaptations of they're adapting honey they Michael adapted Barbaro's a podcast gay. he's straight they, what, that, what, that, i can't keep uh, up what, what, what they adapted a podcast into an amazon prime series with julia roberts did you know that it's called homecoming and there was already a homecoming yeah and it's by beyonce <laughs> imagine julia roberts watching homecoming and being like I can do this. I can. I can be. I can do this better. I'm gonna when, name my. I'm gonna name my Amazon Prime series based on a podcast the same name that Beyonce's universally acclaimed concert film was called. Yeah, it's just like okay. Should we change our name? And it's like no. Like I, it's I think like people if we. Get it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like if we started a podcast and we were like, okay, what if it's called Goodfellas? It wouldn't make any sense. There's Speaking already of good a Goodfellas, <laughs> our guest is, in fact, one of the best fellas I know, one of the most funny people in the world, someone who, in fact, we are very indebted to because due to a scheduling conflict, um, we were going to record with them next week, but they were gracious enough to record with us um, today with the intention of releasing this podcast in mere hours. <laughs> so I'm speaking um, of course, yes. And which, I also I have two I, I have one thing I'm gonna drag them about and one thing they said that's interesting that I want to talk more about and I can't wait any longer. And so please welcome Jess. Jess Tom. Tom. <laughs> Hi. Thanks Hello. for having me. Um, okay. Can I just yes. clarify before we get into this, I want to clarify that before we started I said I was not sure if I'm funny. And I want to clarify that I did not mean because of the relentless tragedy of existence right now, but just in general, I don't oh. know if I'm funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so don't feel better. pressure. Yeah. Don't feel pressure to speak about the political landscape right now, because I'm just talking about me and my own insecurities. Okay. Got it. That is a huge Well, you know, the personal lifted. is political, and in many ways, what's going on in politics is directly influencing the fact that I personally feel insecure about being funny. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't say anything. We just end okay, the podcast cool. there. Wait, let you okay, sit Jen, in that. I actually, I said I had one thing to drag you up, but I actually have two. Well, no, one thing is a question. I want you to give me a full kind of journey, or actually, no, I... What I'm getting at is your electric pink headphones. Yes. Now tell me the story there. There is actually an extremely simple story here, George, which is that I got a uh, new Apple laptop in -hmm. perhaps 2017 when they were doing a promotion. I assume because they could not sell these headphones and you got the headphones for free. And so that is why I own these headphones. Oh, and you could only get the pink ones for free? No, I chose pink. 
Wow. Are you George, is this a are you limiting Yes, your no, idea I am actually policing your gender, gender and and I would like you to answer to it and explain to me why you bought pink headphones. No, wow. but here's the it thing. And, absolutely... and correct me if I'm wrong. Jess, do you not do you I think of you as as more, I would say, this is regardless of gender, more maybe a punk rock vibe that isn't that doesn't necessarily go with a millennial pink. Would you say that's accurate? Um, I think that that is such a generous reading of me, and it does mean that the deception that I've been pulling is absolutely working on everybody. Okay, good. Um, I I will come clean as, as since I'm talking about my new Apple laptop, I will come clean as somebody who uh, is from a, a comfortable middle class background, and so I actually feel very at home in the millennial pink. I see. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I I do I I do I like a pink. I like a pink chrome. Um I do feel that that is not expected of me. Um and it is blowing my mind a little bit to to be talking to a gay man about why I I why I think it's okay for boys to wear pink. Yeah, well, I mean, in our first segment, we always try to immediately question people about why they're about whether or not their gender identity matches their gender expression via product purchases. That's why I came here today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I specifically seek this interrogation. Okay, good. And then the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is, and this is something that interests me, is that I know that today you woke up at 3 p.m. And as someone who has very weird sleeping habits, I want you to walk me through how quarantine has been for you as someone who maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting, but is a night person. I am a night person. I have gone absolutely vampire, um, wow. like literally nocturnal. Like the fact that I was awake at 3 p.m. is is very good for me. That means that I see several hours of daylight. That is like edging on normalcy for me. Um, at the darkest of my time in quarantine, I have gotten up at 8, 9, 10 p.m. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then done something absolutely insane, like uh, fry chicken wings through the night before going to bed again at 7 or 8 a.m. Whoa. Do you have roommates? I do have roommates. And do I'm they think sorry. you're crazy? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, they're straight, so I don't care what they think. You have straight roommates? How's that? I do have straight roommates. Isn't that, isn't that a thing? I'm extremely open-minded. Wow. And I have a great worldly experience. (laughs) No, I know. Nobody would expect that of me because I'm constantly talking shit on them. Not my specific roommates, just like the genre of straight people in general. Yeah. So, so how many, if you don't mind me asking, straight roommates do you have? Two roommates. A couple, in fact. I am, I'm the, yes, I am the gay teen ward of a straight couple in Queens. Wow. Well, that's wow. kind of queer. It is. No, it's very, it's very chosen family. Yeah. Um, sometimes they make too much food and I get to eat it. That is the role that I play in every single household I'm in is like teen boy who needs to be fed. <laughs> and people feed me. They do. Yeah. Well, teen boy is the most powerful gender. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think a straight couple with a queer roommate is actually the most queer possible relationship dynamic I can think of. It's, um, uh, I will say that they, I don't think that they're, no offense, I don't think they're going to listen to this podcast episode. So I think it's fair for me to say that I have- Text them a link at least. (laughs) Um, don't tell these straight people my secrets. Um, but, um, I- 
I do think that I'm in the best uh, scenario possible for this, and I will get close to the mic and whisper this. I have never heard them have sex, but I hear them. I hear them laugh a lot all the time. They laugh together all the time, so they're in like a happy, good relationship. But I've never heard them have sex. That is so interesting. So I'm delighted. I love the dynamic. Do you think straight people have sex? Um. I think that whatever they do, it's not yeah. called sex. <laughs> they do. Dude, I wonder. Yeah, maybe it's like it's like. Um, I th- I feel like it's kind of like pe- going in turns and then being like, "Wait, have you seen this YouTube video?" Yeah, yeah. Mm. YouTube is like definitely sex for straight but people. If you've like like I don't know like I had that phase in my life and like sometimes going through YouTube with someone is the most intimate thing you can do sam like wishes he was straight okay shut up no i don't i never said that it's it's not well although i do think it seems really hard to be a gay man um wow yeah yeah, that is it is so thank you so much thank you so much for bringing that up because that is so true and we're always saying that we are we in fact we try to bring in guests that aren't gay men that are in fact uh, belong to other parts of the queer community so that we can explain to them why it's so difficult to be a white gay man. You and do they, have it the hardest. And they the love it. Hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I, why there's I, so many movies about us because yeah, we have it true. so bad. I will say that bits aside, I do think that white gay men are the most miserable of them all. Do you, you know what? That's in interesting. What, in what sense? I, Sort of like how, like, yeah, what I would you love think for you to expound they upon so, that. They are so close to hegemonic. But it's like, yes, to be so close and yet so far away. Like you will never, even the mo- even if you're like a gay Republican, it, you know, in like a monogamous relationship with another gay Republican, like you're so close to being it and you're just right. not. It's the depths of betrayal. You've experienced yeah. a horrible betrayal. If you have like other axes of oppression, if you're a, a woman or a trans person or a person of color, you already are like, okay, I'm already this like other thing. And then when yeah. you're also gay, you're like, all right, fine, I'm an other other thing. When you're a white man, you're like, what what happened? Yeah. What happened to me? Call Look me Hillary Clinton because I'm saying what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton is the most famous white gay man. <laughs> Good. You can have her. You can have Do you her. Think, I, don't I feel her. like Hillary Clinton is a white gay man. Is that problematic? No, um, I don't think so. I do think she's um, she has like the, the same sort of like deep seething resentment. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. The, the want to like. I mean, is it a coincidence others, that she has the know? same initials as HRC? Uh, wow, just thought of that. Sam, what were you saying? Conspiracy. Okay, we're literally a Joe Rogan conspiracy podcast now. Um, no, I just feel like she has a desire to like, uh, like destroy like people that stand in her way in a way that is like that's very white gay man, you yeah. know? Yeah, or even people that don't stand in her way, like innocent civilians. It anyway, is true. Um, yeah. I don't trust any of you. Oh no, I wouldn't oh. trust. Oh, which is no, kind it's... of I mean this is kind of our topic. Yeah. It is. Wait, in what way? Oh yeah, it is, I guess. Well, our topic which... is pride. Well, our topic is pride. All right, it's pride. And it's like it's a form of pride that maybe it seems like now the tide is really turning again. I mean, I really think because of so many different forces that coalesced by happenstance around June 2020, like truly it is the the downfall of pride is such a weird like 
random consequence of all of this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like so unexpected. But like, what if literally pride as we know it, as we have known it, let's say over the past, you know, 15, 20 years, however long it's been like sponsored by MasterCard. I think like that thing is really like actually now being like demolished. I'm kind of delighted to have a very legitimate reason not to be walking around in Manhattan right now, like looking at a rainbow display at Kiehl's. I know. Yeah. And like getting mad. Yeah. It, it, no, it is, it is true. Jess, you used to live in the Bay Area, right? Did you ever live there during the heyday of like, which I guess still exists, like the heyday of like tech companies of pride? I'm, um, well, first of all, uh, fact check. I am from San Francisco. Okay. Okay. I, I did not. I clarify that because I take umbrage to people who have lived in San Francisco. George. Well, you know, and you know what? I am one of those people, and I absolutely agree that I am garbage, and you should just spit on my face through Zoom. I wish I could. I wish I could. I um, uh, yeah, I'm from San Francisco, and I kind of um, I actually kind of missed out on it because you know I graduated from high school and I went to college somewhere else. Yeah. So I didn't really have to see. I got out like right, right as the fire was starting, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. I didn't really have to see like Google at Pride or anything like that. Yeah. Well, you probably got out right when I was going in because I went to college in the Bay Area and then lived in San Francisco proper after that. What are What are you suggesting that you're younger than me? What's happening here? No, no. I'm saying I went to college at the same time that you went to college. <laughs> okay, so you're That's suggesting you're can't... the exact same age. Yeah, Something I think we are. <laughs> I don't know math. I can't count. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, my point is I have this very, <clears throat> I mean, truly my first experiences of pride because I went to high school in a different country and then because I didn't go when I was in college. But my first experiences of pride are literally Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, before it was owned by Facebook, like literally one tech company after another in rainbow floats. Like, oh, that's so sad. Like, literally, <laughs> like that, that was my first image of it. And then I went back and learned like the history of it mu- much later. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yeah, it's completely sad. Um, Absolutely tragic. Were you so were you gay already when you got to SF? Yeah, yeah, no, I came out maybe like freshman year of college, but like, you know, my, I, I, and actually, you know what, that's, that's, I went to Pride during college. And in fact, I remember, do, so I feel like Dyke Marsh in San Francisco still has, or at least had, you know, however many years ago I lived there, some kind of independent spirit compared to the normal, to, compared to the. I feel the, like the, that's true everywhere. Dyke March is always sort of its own thing. Yeah. So I did have that experience of being like, well, this feels different than, you know, um, Winter Gordon, God bless her, performing like on a float that's, you know, sponsored by Visa. I don't know who that is. I don't know who she, that is either. She's a, I mean, listen, <laughs> she's a very good singer. <laughs> she oh, had a song great. called Congrats. No Angel or something. You mean the Beyonce song? Yeah, it's Beyonce. <laughs> wow. Everybody has done the same thing as Beyonce, but worse. <laughs> Julia Roberts, Winter Gordon, who's next? <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, if we're doing our first Pride experiences <laughs> as a roundtable, I went to uh, Chicago Pride when I was like closeted still. Like definitely being uh-huh. like, oh, I'm just going to go downtown and like see what it's all about. 
and it was like so lame. What of was me. it all about? What was it all <laughs> about, Sam? It was about drinking in the streets and uh, getting sunscreen applied to you by nameless bears. And wow, even that, at the t- even when you were closeted. Yeah, well, life finds a way. <laughs> even a closeted boy can get sunburn. So <laughs> yeah, you can sunburn protect that face. But once you come out, it does get more dangerous. <laughs> it does. That was actually something I and I don't know if I should be saving this for later. Uh, but one of the points I was going to make for Pride as straight was that um, gay people shouldn't be out in the sun. <gasps> well, you know, it's fine. Well, I was so ready to agree with you. I was ready to, con- to agree with you, but actually find that I disagree. I I have to disagree. Uh-huh. What are your well? Maybe this is one of those classic divides between white gay men and the rest of the queer community. I was I was going to say, what are your disagreements, white men? Tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, like in my mind, beaches are gay. Like, in my mind, beaches are gay. Beaches yeah. are like the the essential gay uh, outing. Or I think of like a big gay birthday party at a park. Yeah, I do agree. I definitely agree that beaches are gay and gay birthday in the park is gay but you know what should not be gay is melanoma yeah no melanoma even though it does sound like a drag name should not be gay (laughs) no if we know what's good for us vitamin d gay Mm. vitamin d and melanoma again the two hosts of the weekly drag night at the cock Uh, you know, if we're talking right now about what is gay and what is not, I kind of feel like that's weirdly a natural segue into our very yeah. first segment. Well, and what's crazy about right this podcast me. is we are never natural in our segues, actually actively unnatural, mm-hmm. but artificial. I think our, <laughs> I think our uh, chill, um, our commitment to being chill this episode is, you know, breathing new life into our little Zoom podcast. It's all um, happening. It's like we're in that Disney World ride where you're where you go around that river. It's like that about? Disney World ride where you go around that river. It, that's yeah, actually several that's, Disney rides. Well, it's like all of them. <laughs> Each and every one. So, so Jess, for this sorry, Sam, go ahead. No, you do it. You're so good okay, at it. Okay, fine. For this uh, for this segment, we are gonna give you a series of rapid fire um A or B questions. And the point is to kind of uh, gauge your experience and complicity in uh, in straight culture. And the one rule is you can't ask any questions, any further questions about how the game works. And if you do, points will be deducted. Yeah. No, certainly. So, I love a binary answer. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. And if you dare to complicate any of these binaries, you will be immediately... I will press leave meeting on this Zoom. Don't okay. worry. I've turned my brain right off. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> Thank God. Um, All right. Okay. And here... You start. We go. Flax seeds or chia seeds? Chia. Call of Duty or Gears of War? Ugh, uh, Gears of War. Taking up ceramics as a hobby or taking up embroidery as a hobby? Embroidery, absolutely. I live in Clinton Hill or I live in Borum Hill? <sighs> I live in Queens, man. I don't know what those are. Oh uh, my god, the binary is shaking. <laughs> okay, we have to keep going. Um, cardio or weight training? Weight training. You have to hear this song or you have to watch this movie? <laughs> you have to watch this movie. 
Artisanal hot sauce or heirloom beans? Hot sauce. Frodo, Sam, Pippin, Mary, or Samantha? Frodo, Sam, Pippin, and Mary. Great. <laughs> Studying that abroad? That was a choice, right? <laughs> <laughs> Studying abroad or calling a woman abroad? Ah, uh, um, <laughs> studying abroad. Great. Great. Okay. Lovely. Um, I think we're going to rate you from zero to 1,000 doves. And I think, Sam, take it away. I think you get um, 493 doves. That's a really good number. Less than half. Okay. I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, it's sort of like, um, uh, is it golf where you want a low score? This is exactly like golf. This oh, so it's, yes, it's I'm not sure you, like <laughs> it's not like a glass half full of doves. No, there's no glass, just doves. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'll take it. I okay, love to great. be rated numerically. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if there's one thing white gay men are good at, it's rating people numerically. <laughs> numerically, of course, of course, of but course. not knowing math and refusing to learn. Mm, yep. Absolutely no, you can't slay. have one without the other. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Has a gay man ever learned anything? That is the question, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, gay men have always done things like management training programs and things like that. And I feel like you can learn things there. I feel like we all start as babies and a baby inherently learns a million things a day. Yeah. So well, you have to have that... learned like a base, like... Yeah, yeah. Well, the way white gay men are permanence. Mm -hmm. Well, do gay men have object permanence? Jury's (laughs) out. I don't know. That's a good question, actually. But I do think the way white gay men are created is that babies attend a management training program. Yeah. I mean, I definitely haven't learned anything since I've come out. Does that make sense? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's important to wait as long as possible. Uh, Yeah, which is why I, you know, I'll be nineteen-ish forever. Somewhere between 19 and 25. <laughs> now, Jess, as a teen boy, how do you respond? Um, mm, That's too bad. That's a hot age to be. Because, you know, if I have to stop at when I came out, and if we're going to go by, like, the first time, I have to stop at, like, 13, which is not fun because you can't, like, have sex or, like, really, like, do drugs or anything that fun. Like, you can do it, but it's not. It's frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. it's not as chill. It's not chill like this podcast up. No. Totally, yeah. No, you have to be at least 14 to do drugs. People have questions about it. They're like, are Uh you sure? Right. So you came out when you were 13. Pretty much. Wow, you really are from San Francisco. As like a gay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm classically an old, old, old queer person, which is why I'm so uh, annoyed all the time. Yeah. I mean, they're really... Like, this stuff is not, like, new and fun to me anymore. Nothing is new and fun. I'm, I know like, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. I mean, I think that's also probably why we feel a little bit of the relief of um, traditional pride not existing right now. Absolutely. Or- oh, I usually get so mad during Pride season. <laughs> like, I I spend the entire month of June just tense in a rage. I haven't been. I sorry. I not. I haven't been to like a a. I don't want to say traditional because that's wrong, but I haven't been to like an official sanctioned Pride event in many years. Oh, no, no, me neither. So now to me, it's just a thing that blocks the street. Yeah, yeah. I can't get over there. 
And it's a thing, well, and this is personal. My birthday is always on Pride Weekend. And so it's like a thing that's always in the way of my birthday. Like last year, my birthday was on Pride. And I was like, I just want to like go to the beach and have my friends come. But everyone's going to be like, oh, so you just think you own Pride. Like, and I'm like, no, it's just my birthday. And I'm just trying to have a blast. Like, chill out. But I mean, out. the biggest gift you can give to people is to give them counter programming for, for Pride. Because that's what everyone wants. Like all people want. Obviously, I'm not going to just like stay at home seething. Like I want to do something if it's the official day of pride. (laughs) That's true. I do like pride as a day where it's like, go do something. Like go have fun. One time my parents were at Amsterdam Pride. Just like coincidentally, they happened to be there and pride was going on. And the one thing that really scandalized my mom was that someone was peeing in the river. That's the best place to pee. I know. She's home for stagnant. It moves. It moves away. It's gone. Like by the time you're mad about it, it's already gone. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just the, the fact that it was like a full. I mean, everyone was out. There was like a full parade. There were like boats. And so when you imagine then someone kind of like pulling out his giant cock and peeing in in that environment, then maybe I could see that being offensive to a mom. <laughs> Sure. Mom's okay. created <laughs> via someone's giant cock. Yeah, that's right. If you're a mom lucky. and you don't like cock, get out so of what here. The, what the hell are you doing here? Right, what like how did you, you become here? a mom? And how did you find our podcast? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, our podcast is for moms who love cock. <laughs> like, if you're a mom and you're listening to this pod, like, go check on your children. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. in need. <laughs> yeah stop talking about cock all the time and go check on your kids you have literally six kids and they're all six tuplets and you have and no options now you're trapped at home with them you need to go check on them this is God. not your night out Jess wh- where do you stand on children where do I stand on children um, I think they're um, I give them like a 6.5 That you know what that's exactly what I would give them Yeah, it's, I mean it's more than half yeah, that that's like how I feel. I feel like marginally positive about them. Totally. I'm like, don't get rid of them. Like, if they're there, don't get rid of them. Yeah. But I don't see why, like, I don't need more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good, meta- a good metaphor for, like, you- it's like when there's, like, a selection of salsas for chips, and there's always one where it's like, yeah, I'll dip, I'll dip into that one, like, twice. I'm not mad it's there, but, like, it is not a main one. It's not Salsa Verde and it's not Chipotle. No, and I'm thinking of what you said earlier about how you had gotten a banh mi and you had to get a bubble tea to make it yes. over the limit. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, yeah, I'm like, if if if, it, if you have to, fine. Mm. I'm not going to have kids is what I'm saying. I'm not going to have kids. Yeah, I would be really surprised if a child ever came into my life. I mean, I, and if it did, I would say, go off queen. But I would be shocked to see it in my life. That's And that's exactly how I felt about my bubble tea. But you know what? I did finish it. <laughs> You're right. So maybe I shouldn't go there yet. Who knows where this long life But then life it did. I mean, ultimately, listen, there's no around this. I did get a stomach ache because of the dairy. Um, George, I'm getting from this that you just your whole life is getting different treats. Well, you know what? I have to say in these in this in this climate, you know, okay, this is interesting. I feel like 
because because we went so long i mean things are now slowly reopening but because we went so long without little treats the past couple of weeks i got like one iced coffee one boba tea one, like two times I got ice cream and there was like one other thing. And I truly remember every second of each one of those experiences in a way that normally that would be just like, Oh, something I did like on my way back from, you know, uh, grocery shopping or an event or something. But now I like, I remember so well the process of waiting in line for my mango sorbet. I'm leaning deep into hedonism in this life, but I'm not going outside. So what that means is that I have bought my own, boba pearls and am making my own boba in my house i didn't know that was an option it is it is so that is how i am uh keeping myself together during this time wait you're not going outside basically no i'm i go out no i i saw friends for the first time last week for the first time this whole time um which was for tessa scara's birthday in the park um and i've been seeing my girlfriend every like two or three weeks or so um but that's it and i go grocery shopping and i go grocery shopping also every two or three weeks otherwise i don't leave my house huh whoa and you're nocturnal and i'm nocturnal i said that thing about gay people shouldn't be out in the sun maybe i'm just trying to justify my own lifestyle right now you're walking Um, the walk unlike mix emma our listener i'm I'm living in deep fear that's what i'm doing are you like are you someone who identifies as like um like a hypochondriac or like superstitious like are you someone who is affected more than other people by something like a global pandemic Actually, no. It's that I know that if I let myself be loose, I will go so loose. Yeah. So it's that I have to like, I have to keep this hold on myself. Otherwise, it's all just like fingers in my eyes and in my mouth, like out on the train, out in public, like totally licking like chip seasoning off of my hands. (laughs) Yes. So I I just have to be like this. Otherwise, like I'm going to go. Also, the other thing, and this is real for real, is that I still get to fuck every two or three weeks right now and that is very precious to me and i don't want to risk that and that is that'll be the first thing to go has there been talk of quarantining together no i'm uh classically in a non non monog relish ah so that's the other thing is that i have to protect the integrity not only of me and my partner but of her other partner too otherwise oh it's a non monog relish in the in, but there are multiple consistent partners. Yes, yes. Interesting. So and I, have to, I have to be other, responsible. I see. Does your girlfriend see? Does your your girlfriend doesn't live with her other partners? Does she? No, no. Okay. So we're sort of like a three rotating pod. Okay. The idea of pods is very interesting to me. I was just. Um, I'm not going to out them, but people we know, I recently found out, are all in the same pod, and it's something I'm interested in. People have been doing that, like, I thought that I, that felt like a very L.A. thing to do, but now people are doing it in New York. It's like matcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm my I'm podding right now with my parents, um, and it is, you know... Yes, how is that, Sam? Because... <laughs> you go, you go. 
Something, um, another thing that I had brainstormed about earlier for this uh, was uh, family, talking about family as straight. And mm-hmm. that my edge into that was specifically that um, gay people can't quarantine with their family. You know, yeah, we're really pushing the edge. Um, it is, uh, um, for example, podcasting in sort of this room right now. I'm a little bit like, well, what do I want to say that I'll have to potentially explain at dinner in a bit? Or like, like it's a little like... Wait, why would you have to explain it at dinner? Because what if they're, they, what if they hear it and then it's like, okay, well, what were you, what was that about? Are you not in a soundproof room for specifically made for podcasting in your parents' house? No, they they didn't have time to install it. Oh my god. I okay, did notice you're... your nice little attic-shaped room and your be happy sign behind you. And I yeah, had not I had sign. not questioned that maybe you were uh with family. I just was like, wow, I've learned something about Sam today. <laughs> yeah, I just love to keep a positive attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sam. Wait, so he loves Sam, to be happy. <laughs> you are in a place where you're like, y- people in your house might be able to hear what you're saying. Yes. Wow, that adds such a level of psychosexual uh, games to this whole thing. A sort I mean, of tension, a stakes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of pride, it's a little like, okay, I'm back in the closet in a bit. Like, I need oh. to, you know, work on maybe being a little more prideful. And okay, being able I, to talk about whatever. <laughs> I got um I woke up again at 3 p.m. today um to a text from my aunt that said, Supreme Court decision, yay! And I was like, <laughs> who told her about me? Who told her? <laughs> I really was like, how did she think to text me? And then I and then as I like realized it was like a like overarching lgbtq like ruling because at first i thought it was like specifically a trans thing like because of whatever the health care thing i don't want to talk about yeah, that that yeah. went down um so she was just kind of like jess is gay yeah jess is some and i was like that's that's fine obviously that's true obviously sure. that's true yeah sure i mean, I mean that's true for most people most people are gay <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Everyone very entry level yeah um so speaking of pride, yes. Speaking so, you're, of pride. so you aren't out to this aunt of yours. As oh, we're oh, I, getting serious. You are, right? We are. We are. A little. We with love- a different pod. We're being normal for a second. Is that weird? Okay. It, that's um, the thing. I do like- want to. I feel like I have to apologize to you guys for like fucking up your vibe. Oh my god, you oh, are not fucking up our vibe. We just we vibe. literally decided before this. We were like, it feels so weird to be to act like a com- like complete fucking morons but we don't want to change the things we say so we were like why not just change our tone but then still be just as stupid as we were before but it's hard it's it in is. the time to be like super fucking dumb all the time and like have fun with that it's like okay well maybe not all the time yeah i think the solution is to still be dumb but take all the joy out of it I think that's worse. Well, yeah. <laughs> I selfishly and narcissistically like to think that I tend to draw out these vulnerabilities from people too, uh-huh. because I'm very, I'm extremely serious and I'm like really only interested in learning about people's trauma. Totally. So, but at the same time, you're such a comic. Like I think of you as such a, uh, a real stand up. 
Thank you. I don't uh, think of you as someone who's like getting on stage and is like basically like saying serious things until people get uncomfortable and then that's the joke. Thank you. I do try to tell a joke. I try my hardest. But then I always feel like cuz um I like I think of myself as a very like comic-y comic too, but then I also think that I step off the stage and I'm like not funny anymore <laughs> and I'm like okay, like let's talk about what you just said and how you said. It. <laughs> let's talk about See- the space you're taking up now. See, I'm sort of the, I see what you, what you do. And I sort of do the opposite. I I go up on that stage, boring, 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 boring. I get off the stage. (laughs) Hilarious. Everyone's laughing. We're fist bumping. It's incredible. And Sam, that's why you have friends and I don't. Yes, Sam. That's why you're potting with your family and Jess only (laughs) has two girlfriends. Exactly. No, I have one girlfriend and she That's has right, another you girlfriend. One. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I don't even have two girlfriends. Although I will say I am doing a lot of, well, I go in and out of doing a lot of sexting in quarantine with a lot of different people. But that so is all. Everyone has been doing that. I'm I mean, not going to name names. But people we know that you would not expect are sexting each other. Oh, I'm George? sexting a few people that we know that <laughs> you might not expect i okay, feel i think i'm the only person not sexting any of our friends in our community during <laughs> quarantine i swear to god maybe you need to make yourself seem more vulnerable and available on main on mm. main george on main yeah. i will say jess i think you are i've never seen your sex selfies but i do think you have such a skill with selfie taking I've, I've seen it seen, on twitter i've, I've seen, seen it on Jess's- insta I would say I've seen sex Sam, are you on my selfies. close friends? I'll get you on my close friends. <laughs> I don't think I am on your close friends. The real divide in the white gay community is who is on Jess's close friends and who is not. You know, I, I want to say specifically, George, that I saw, I can't remember who, somebody tweet about getting added to your close friends and feeling uh-huh. so happy about that. Yeah. And since then, I have held that in my mind as a goalpost. Wait, are you not on mine? I don't think I've ever seen one of yours. Well, so, I re- I very rarely post them, but I it would be insane to me if you were not on it. We're obviously well, I, think I literally you. took out my phone like fun podcast activity. <laughs> Add just to close friends. I think um, of you no, and I, I hope for you. No, 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 no. It would be insane, insane if you weren't if you weren't online. Um, I think that my um my nudes game has drastically improved in quarantine. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I think you are one of the people who has managed to um, become more erotic, but not more embarrassing. Thank yes. you. That is a really tough line to Can to you walk. even think of anyone else? Yeah, I mean, it's really difficult. Well, I really want... Um... <laughs> I really want to still be available to work on a primetime family-oriented TV. Well, you want to be on a Pride campaign. (laughs) Yes, yes. And you have to, like, be able to maintain a certain family friendliness while also building a uh, fan base entirely off of just your most disgusting perverted thoughts. 100%. Yes. So it's 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 a fine line to walk. Yeah. But that's why I can't do... Like, I actually have always, like, from youth wanted to uh get into pornography but i cannot do that because my ambitions to be mainstream famous are bigger than my ambitions to film myself having sex 
Yeah, I feel honestly similarly where it's like, that would be fun. Like, what is yeah. that would be great? That's like kind of the best of all worlds. Like, <laughs> but then it's like, but I also do want to be able to do the normal thing and not have people be like, and it used to be this. Right. Uh, I are we not past that? Am I crazy? I really don't think we no, are. In my we're mind, I don't that. do we are not in past my mind. That. I I'm not doing porn because I myself am like I, I am like more prudish. It has nothing to do with like society. And we accept that about you. We love Thank that about beautiful. you, and there's a place for you too. I, yes. I mean pride is the place for gay people who are prudish. Yes. Agreed. That is what that is how it's panning out. Yeah. Um I uh, my friend Hayan Park, um, who writes on Shrill, made a really good point, which was that um, Disney apparently owns like 53% of Hollywood. So if you get blacklisted by Disney, that's basically it. You're basically out. And Maybe that's I, why I'm unsuccessful because I've been blacklisted by Disney and I don't oh, I didn't even know it. That is it. That's absolutely it. Yeah. It's because you haven't been specifying which river you're riding down. World. <laughs> they're like wow you think we only have one river <laughs> actually every river is different pocahontas said it herself but um <laughs> um i wasn't taking it seriously until i learned literally within quarantine that like miley cyrus got fired from hotel transylvania because she posted a picture of herself at her own birthday posing with a dick-shaped cake <gasps> And she got fired from Hotel Transylvania. Okay, well, first of all, That's this crazy. episode can never be released. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. And that's not anything. You know, that's nothing. Oh, I also saw something. For some reason, people have been talking about Miley Cyrus and sex censorship, which is insane because I don't care about those words together. But they are teaching me. Um, she also, after like the music video for Can't Be Tamed came out, Radio Disney wiped her entirely from their catalog. They wiped her from all of the like the promos in between. This is Radio Disney and I'm Miley Cyrus. They cut her out of it um, because they didn't know how to handle it. And that was how they responded by just wiping her clean. And those are not that's not porn. That's nothing. That's a music video and a dick shaped cake on Instagram. Wow. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I can't. I cannot do this. I'm not Miley Cyrus. I do not have yeah. the generational cultural capital of Miley Cyrus. No, yeah. you do. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sam, don't talk about yourself like that. Sam, <laughs> you're so nice. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, if Miley keeps going the way she's going, she's going to be blacklisted so much that we'll all have more cultural capital than her. I mean, it's one thing after the other. I even feel that way. Like... People are really are really cavalier about posting like nudes and stuff, and I like don't like I want to be cavalier about it, but I also feel worried. Like I'm like, what what's gonna happen? Um, is that crazy? It's not crazy. No. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to admit that my titties have been on the internet since like 2011, yeah. uh, and I feel like I set that precedent for myself, like almost knowingly at that time, I was like, I'm going to do this so that it's it continues to be okay for me to do this for the rest of my life. But now I'm kind of like, maybe I shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> I mean, I don't you think here's the thing with all like internet content, no matter how smart or cool you think you are, inevitably, if you have something like Time Hop or Facebook on this day, when you see something you posted a year ago, it always looks dumb. It's humiliating. You know what? I mean? It's like 
So because these and you don't even we don't even realize how quickly like norms and and in jokes on the internet change where like something you think is so fresh will either seem really corny or really outdated or even really offensive. And I don't mean offensive, like racist. I mean like Uh-oh. offensive. But sometimes. No, no. Stop. No. Sometimes no, and that's no. actually extremely general because oh, everybody is racist and everybody is capable of doing that. So it's actually no. extremely general and <laughs> refers to nothing. <laughs> oh, no, here's what i here's what i mean by offensive is sometimes you might be like referencing something that's happening in the news so you'll be like i'm trying to think okay so literally like recently there was like a controversy with the new york times opinion section and i commented on that and the word bisexual was in what I said because there was a certain person involved. Wow, who was do not bisexual. speak about bisexuals. They hate it. They hate to be spoken about, but they also hate to not be spoken about. <laughs> that's and that's, bisexuals. And that's I why hope they're no bi. bisexuals are hearing this right now. Bisexuals, if you're listening to this, go check on your children. <laughs> if you're a bisexual mom who's obsessed with cock, go check on your kids. But do you know what? I, then, like, someone will see. If you're someone a bisexual see... mom who's obsessed with cock, please call me. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, no. Please call Jess if you're a bisexual mom. Obsessed I'm alone. With cock. I'm alone in Queens. What if I tweeted, like, bisexuals can't read because I was talking about someone specific? And then two years later, it's like, well, that's offensive. Well, maybe that's you should have been specific then, George. Maybe you should have said exactly which bisexual can't read. <laughs> and in that case, that's actually ableism. Yeah, you're right. And actually, that's discounting the uh, great inequities in our educational system, which are not set oh up my to benefit God. Ab- Go off with a systemic critique. This is why you had me on. This is why you had it me is. on specifically so I could say that sentence. Okay, great. Yeah, no, it's true. I gave you, and in fact, I emailed that and I said, Jess, at exactly one hour and four minutes, you have to say, you have to talk about the educational system. <laughs> Listen, someone needs to say it. I, someone I has to say agree. it. Anyway, my point is, everything on the internet is embarrassing within two seconds of being posted. And it doesn't matter if it's nudes or a joke or whatever else. So that's, so so you're that's the saying, thing. It's like, yeah. Okay. So you're saying like having like, a sketch comedy video from 2013 is as embarrassing as showing whole. I'm, it's, it's not that it's as embarrassing. It's that it will, nothing ever ages well in terms of digital first content. Honey, especially not whole. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Uh, know. I mean, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll be nastier then. I think I've learned my lesson. But then we're always also like, no, but I'm the exception. Yeah. I feel like I've had like a friend who's like more successful who was like, oh, I send nudes all the time. It's not a huge deal. It's not a huge deal. And then like cut to a few years later, they're like popping off. They're successful. They're on a sitcom. And they they're like, oh, it's like a an awful time because I have to work to get my nudes erased from the internet. And I was like, Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I feel like I've emotionally prepared myself for a leak. Like this is what kind of narcissism I'm in right now is that I 
like believe with conviction that I will be so successful that for years I have been already emotionally preparing myself for the moment when at the height of my fame, my nudes get leaked. <laughs> Cause I'm like, it'll happen to me. It happened to Jennifer Lawrence. It'll happen to me. Can when you, you said I emotionally prepared for a leak, I was like, <laughs> I thought, okay, me ordering Boba. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jess, I would love for you to talk us through your strategy for when that leak happens. Um, well, it's kind of easy for me as a, a certain a marginalized body in the system. It's kind of easy for me to spin it in a sort of like, well, as, as, as a trans person and as, as a person of color, it's actually very empowering for me to be having sex and sharing it in this way. And if that freaks you out, Maybe that's a problem with you. And also you should respect my privacy because <gasps> that's the way it is. Wow. The pitfalls yes. of cultural Marxism. Campus is coming to them. We're all living in a college campus now. Listen, <laughs> yes. I can talk circles around everybody. <laughs> like I'll talk my way out of this. I'll be able to do it. Ugh. Wow. Another I'm, way I'm... in which white gay men are more marginalized is that Sam and I could never say that it's radical for us to show our bodies. You know, I, there was a time when I was like, no, it's brave of me to post a Speedo pic. And now it's like, it's bad. I mean, I'm going to do it. It's summer, yeah. but it's bad. <laughs> yeah. We'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Is it time for a final segment? Did we cover Pride? Yeah. Well, what? okay, Jess, you know what? Here's I, let's let's do one final thing. Imagine like every like we're in a new normal that's better than the old normal what would like what is a future pride like what would like the ideal pride look like in the future um i think that there should be a lot of different activities that uh <laughs> a lot of different people can relate to such like a as potato a place sack race. <laughs> yes a potato sack race for those who wish to sack potato race a potato uh, sack race for only bisexuals. Uh, yes, yes, only those bisexuals who so choose to participate. <laughs> yeah, um, and that does not invalidate them whether they choose to or not. No, 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 no. Well, no. I'm absolutely getting canceled for this, but um, which is funny because actually a lot of different parts of the gay community try to cancel me for standing up for bisexuals. Um, but that's okay. I can go in both directions. Um. No, well, like a place like, to do drugs or a place to not one do drugs. could say you're bi. I'm an absolute fake bisexual. As somebody who has uh, joined Grindr in within quarantine, and Ooh. then how's yeah, that? Because I'm I'm talking I'm coming at you straight as someone who has deleted Grindr during quarantine. Oh wow. no, I deleted it too. This is like after. San Francisco all over again. One's one's leaving, the other's joining. I yeah. I got into it for a second. I might get into it again. I feel like I got into it, had a couple of like really like disgusting interactions, um, really hot and disgusting, and then was like, okay, that's enough. And I sort of put it away. And wow. was like, never mind. Was it so potato sack races for bisexuals? No grinder. No grinder, probably. Uh, there's a place to do drugs if you want to do drugs. There's a place to not do drugs if you don't want to do drugs. Uh, that would, I think a drugs tent and a not drugs tent would be very fun, effective. Yeah, I think it's totally great. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I would, I, I would, I think I would do drugs tent. Um, what else? Definitely still like funnel cake and like meat on a stick. Do you know what's crazy is that we are reinventing like a straight, like, uh, what's the word? Not carnival. What's the word I'm looking for? Fair. 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 Like we're literally, we're like, what would pride be if we were all liberated? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> potato sack races funnel cake a no drug tent <laughs> we would weigh a pig yeah yeah, a pig yeah. Would win a literally prize. just like a small town fair <laughs> i love a fair i mean an inclusive small town fair i guess that's the most radical possible thing you can think of i mean I imagine that- if you went to bride and you were like drunk or on drugs and you're with your queer squad and you're like walking through the tent with all the like pigs and horses that like the 4-H club brought, like that sounds actually much better. <laughs> I love that. I love animals. Um, I, lo- I love being around animals. I love to hold a lamb. Um, that I think is a very queer activity to cradle a lamb in your arms. Totally. Cradling, yes. cradling, cradling a lamb is one of the most queer things one can do. Mm-hmm. It almost deserves its own letter. Yeah. In the, in the uh, acronym. LG, yeah. That's what the <laughs> L stands for, lamb. <laughs> <laughs> is it time? Is that the, that's our, that's our discussion. I think that's our discussion on pride. Is that crazy? No. Am I rushing it? You're literally not. No, we've been recording for five hours. Yeah, this is a six-hour podcast. We've been recording for yeah. five. We've got one yeah. more hour to go. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's, the, it's the marathon. The director's cut. Um, okay, right, Sam, do you have a shout-out? Um, you know, I actually do. Oh, great. We'll go for it. Oh, we should explain to Jess what our final segment is, right? Uh, our final segment is called Shout-outs. We give a shout-out to anything that we uh, like uh and sort of the tone is you got to imagine you're in Times square it's 2002 and you're at trl sort of the cameras on you and you're shouting out to your your high school squad um okay i will begin what's up listeners um i just want to give a quick shout out to the lady that works at the hot dog cart in my parents town this woman was having a conversation with another person and that person asked this woman do you guys have a a competition with the other hot dog cart in town and this woman said no there's no competition plus they only make one style of hot dog we make 28 and i was like well that actually sounds like you maybe do have competition if you're so defensive about it you don't know yourself you need to learn about yourself you work the hot dog cart in town have some pride that's the theme it's pride it's june you're making hot dogs for small town lake people thank you and good night xoxo sam Woo! yay wow small town lake people it's the title of your memoir okay all right i think i think i can i think i can wing one all right okay here i go hey listeners i just want to give a quick shout out to the concept of impersonal gifts I feel like we've kind of moved away from people giving things like candles or gift cards, but I actually would really love both one of each right now. I am, I'm buying my own candles now that we're quarantining, and they're actually a lot more expensive than I thought, and I would really love for someone to kind of bring me them as a gift. And as far as gift cards go, I mean, you know, I have very kind of complicated body image issues and a fluctuating weight, and I really do not want someone to guess my size. 
bring me clothes, have them not fit me and or not be my taste, me having to return them, me deciding that I'm actually not going to return them because I procrastinate on things like that. Why not just give me a gift card and let me decide for myself like an adult while smelling my gorgeous eucalyptus candle that you also brought me to my party. Thank you. Yay. Okay. Um, what's up guys? I just want to give a quick shout out to Ludovic, the cat that I live with, who is not my cat and not even really my roommate's cat either, but the cat of a former roommate who lived here, who went to medical school elsewhere and then never came back for him. I do think he's dealing with abandonment issues, which now I have come face to face with now that we're together 24 seven. He did throw up not only on the carpet in my room, but also the bag of clothes that I put aside to donate right on it. Yes, his range. He's amazing. Um, And I have left the vomit there on those clothes because selfishly I was like, I've already relinquished these clothes from my belonging and I will not donate them with the vomit on them, but I don't take responsibility for it right now. Um, Thanks, Ludovic. Uh, It is too bad that you don't love me, (laughs) which I have learned during this time together because I thought it would be really comforting to have an animal around and it turns out it's actually kind of stressful. Um, that's me. I'm just all right. <laughs> wow, wow, that took a that, that was a good range. That was a good range there. Yeah. A lot of animal, a lot of animal imagery today. I think. Lambs, gays love cats. animals. Gay lo- yeah. Gays love animals. Gays do love animals. I I let me say really quickly that I was yeah. reading. Um, Fuck, I can't remember the name of this book. It's called like In In Our Secret Gardens or something that my girlfriend had. It's a book from the 70s that is like women's fantasies that they mm-hmm. contributed. And very, very, very many of them are about having sex with animals. Well, Ooh. first of all, let me just say that In Our Secret Gardens is the name of every lesbian book. <laughs> if you were to be like, that is what true. Is the- what is a book about for lesbians, by lesbians, for lesbians? I'd be like, in our secret gardens, next question. <laughs> um, it was crazy. Now, like, the animal you, fucking is a twist. I will give you that. that is a I twist. was surprised. I, I, I thought that that was a guy thing. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But you know what, though? That's why it's queer. It is. And there are possibilities for all of us. No, there are no women who fuck animals represented in media. It's always men. Remember yeah. that play Equius? That's, not fair. that's, so yeah. that's true. They should remake Equi Okay, here's my here's my th- my my new project. A female reboot of Equus. Is that how do you say it? It's the, the play with Daniel Radcliffe. Equus, right? Equus. Equus. Yeah, why'd you say it so weird? I don't know. Okay, so it should be um, starring uh, uh, Florence Pugh. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) And she should fuck um, a female horse. Absolutely. Okay, see, that's That's so soft and tender. Yeah, once you you remove the aggressive phallus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, George, with ideas like that, it's crazy you don't already run Hollywood. Well, that idea is what got me banned from Disney. <laughs> wow. Well, and with that, we did it. that's the end of our pod. Um, I said this riff to George at the beginning, and now I'm going to say it to you, Jess. I've heard of 
thank you next, but thank you, Jess, for being on the pod. <laughs> wow. It was that was even better the second time around. Yeah, I had some time to workshop it. All I can think is thank goodness I understand that pop cultural reference. <laughs> we picked we know that you're a big Ariana Arianator, so that's why we picked that one for you. Um, but for real, thank you for being okay. here. And talk to you guys soon. Okay.